All right. Welcome to Soul Awakening with Sandra. We're talking uh, today about the third sub-law of cause and effect, which is also known as karma. It's called the law of humility. And this law simply states that one must accept that something is in order to change it. So basically, that which you resist will persist. And we've all been there. We've all resisted something and it just keeps coming back to haunt us until we actually physically look it in the eye, figure out why it's here, and then banish it. Poof, it's gone. But we didn't know that that was actually a law of the universe. And it builds upon all the other laws of the universe. And we didn't know that it's working for us, regardless of whether we're conscious of it or not, regardless of whether we stand up and say, I don't believe it, I don't believe it, I don't believe it. Or, or you can be like the lion in um, The Wizard of Oz. I do believe, I do believe, I do believe. It doesn't matter. This law is going to work all the time, continuously. That's its job. So here are some fundamentals. Our mother, father, God, source, consciousness, God, doesn't matter what name you call it by, created humankind and gave us this receiving force of theirs. They have the giving force and we have the receiving force. This force gives us exactly what we need to pursue our development as a human species. Regardless of how we view it or perceive it, it's ours. So our ego, our mind, and remember our mind is always trying to find a label for us to fit in so that it feels better, right? Okay, let's not forget that. So our ego wants to create a place of safety for us because our mind um, started doing that for us, right? And the reason our mind started doing it for us is uh, upon our creation and our birth and the souls taking, um, taking up uh, space in our body or becoming uh, uh, allowing our bodies to become their vehicles. They came from a dimension that resonated a lot higher than our dense bodies. And they kind of had to get used to it. So they kind of like, for lack of a better term, took a nap, brief nap. The moment that we started actually living life and making free will choices, they started recalling where they're from and who they are and what their purpose is in this body or for me in this body, for you in your body. But meantime, our mind kind of let's like said, let's come to the rescue and we're going to be the, we're going to be the receiving force and we're going to create for them until uh, as such time as um, I need to relinquish. And then they, your mind decided it didn't want to relinquish. It liked being a creator. And as long as we're unconscious to it, it creates whatever it wants to. And it's creating in duality. So it's making choices for you that are most likely not for your greater good right? And our mind wants us to be safe. So it's presenting these 
uh, imaginary uh, boxes that we're in. And when you bump up against that wall that says, oh, you can't go further than this and stops you, you, uh, you begin to have thoughts or those thoughts that made that box for you starts to help you perceive it as a belief. It has to help you perceive it as a belief, right? And the reason it does is your mind says it over and over and over again. It shows you a visual over and over and over again until it becomes a belief, pretty much, right? So your mind took over this receiving force, but it's not, it doesn't belong to your mind. It belongs to you, the triune body that you are, body, mind, and spirit, right? Okay, this is how you're, we are supposed to function as a human race. We are supposed to function as a divine spirit being, having a human incarnation through every choice that we make, good or bad, liked or disliked. Those are our free will choices and we get to choose them. Now, most of us in humanity are living life from unconsciousness. That just means that we're living life on automatic and our, our mind has us there because it has the title of creator for us, but it's doing it incognito. All right. So that means if you aren't observing your mind, if I'm not observing my mind, my mind is going to, going to grab a thought because we have like 60 million thoughts flowing through us at any given time. It's going to grab a thought. It's not going to ask if it's for our greater good or not, but it's going to have us continually thinking about it until that thought becomes a belief. And then that's what our life uh, presents to us, or that's what the universe grabs on and says, oh, Sandra wants this. And remember, the universal law of, uh, uh, law of attraction, it doesn't think for you. It just manifests for you. It says, wow, she's thinking about it again. Okay, she must want more. Now, if I'm thinking about a negative thought, if I'm thinking about all the bills I have and not, a not enough money or lack, then guess what? I'm either going to get more bills or more lack, right? Okay, so that explains a little of what's happening with our receiving force. So... At some particular time, that ego of ours decided it wanted to also be the giving force instead, right? It wants to give you the power to create what it wants to create for you, right? At some point in time, it's just called ego. And our ego traps us into this egoic um, existence of fear to keep us safe and to keep it with a identity to make you think that you are its identity. So your ego won't allow you to have any humility. And you go kind of like, why, what, what, why? Because humility allows us to explore the possibilities that are available to us. It allows us to think about going down Alice's rabbit hole and 
grabbing hold of possibilities that are new to us that might be for a greater good. You know, so it doesn't want us to know that we have the power to, we have the power and choice to create through the source energy that gave us that giving force, right? See, so the giving the or the 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 giving force is God saying, think what you want to think for your greatest good, and I'm going to make it manifest for you. And then I'm going to express through in and as you, as you take hold of it. So when things happen to us, when life happens to us, if we're not acknowledging that it's happening to us and we don't like it, then how do you change it? If you're just going by uh, like a little robot and not acknowledging that there are a plethora of possibilities in your in your life and the one that w- was chosen for you isn't for your greatest good, if you pretend that it doesn't exist, if you pretend that life is just kicking your ass on purpose, it's doing it with, with, with no regards for what you want in life, then how do you change it if you pretend that life is doing it to you and not because of you? So let's think about this. Our mind is trying to boast and have an ego and keep us unaware of our feelings and emotions and experiences through the through through our 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 our, our thoughts that could be for our greatest good. It just wants to keep us safe at all costs, which means if you're like for me, I was very um fearful of a lot of things and wouldn't dare to do a lot of the things that I saw other people doing and enjoying themselves doing. It wasn't about if it was for their greater good. I just was saying to myself, boy, I wish I could be a person that could um, color outside the lines. I wish I could be a person that could uh, write a script or sing a, uh, uh, or make a record or, or um, play tennis and, you know, or, or step out of my comfort zone as, as being somebody's employee to being somebody's boss, right? But I had all these fearful ideas that allowed me to stay in that um, perceptual box that was probably not real because my, my mind had given me this for a long time as a belief. But once I identified it, once I told my, my, my mind, I'm going down the rabbit hole. Once I hit a, 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 a block that I didn't like, I had to tell my mind I'm going down the rabbit hole. And my mind threw all sorts of things at me until I just took a dive. My soul said, dive, head first. So I became unemployed, not on purpose, but covid had uh, people being laid off, and I happened to be one of those people. And being somebody's employee, after finding out for a while I could work 
really fine from home because that was one of my fears. How do I separate home from work if I'm all if I'm working at home? And that's how my my mind, you know, dealt those, that card those cards out. Well, you can't work from home because then um, you won't have any space uh, when you get off work. You'll just everything will blend together and you'll be sad and unhappy and blah, blah, blah. Until, you know, my job sent me home with all the equipment. I worked for a little while and then they said, okay, we have to lay everybody off. But in that moment, I said, oh, I can work from home. I like this. So maybe I can go ahead and start my my business, Marshall Account Solutions, and work from home and help small businesses um, with their accounts receivable and collection, and they can outsource to me. Ooh, that's a possibility, right? But I had to face the fact that my one of my fears was, can I work from can I work from home? Can I can I can I make it all work for me? And once I let go and flew and just dove off into the rabbit hole, acknowledge that it exists, then I could make a change. And we are all humans having these, these um, effortless or not what seems like eff, uh, the, the effort is too hard to change our, our, our mind, to reset our mind to possibilities uh, that are for our greater good only because our mind is making it hard for us because it doesn't want to give up its label that it wants you to function under. So back to humility, we must become humbled to our life. Life as it is, we have to see it as it is in order to make a change. We have to give humility to the power to attract the divine within the life of power and source and ourselves. It's the spiritual connection, the, the birth of something new. Every day is a new day. So we have to look at and identify those old beliefs that we had that we want to strip away. The only way that you can change them is if you see them, if you start peeling yourself back like an onion, one layer at a time, and actually identify with it, actually take it on and say, oh, this was me. Where did this first uh, come up? Bring that old you forward, because I guarantee you that old uh, you is sitting there with all these uh, beliefs and saying, oh, I got to hold on to it. I got to hold on to it for her or him or blah, blah, blah. And you, you got to, at some point, take a meditation. Who knows? It may take, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks, but you got to peel back those layers in order to change, make a change and call something forward that's for your greater good. So we must become more conscious of our positive ideas as well as our negative ideas, right? We have to step out and over our pride our ego to actually say, this didn't work for my greater good. I'm going to change it. You know, so it's not an easy process, but it's the only way to learn about ourselves. 
what we need to let go of so that we can change it. So we must invoke patience and love for ourselves. We must take the time to connect with ourselves. We must become more, uh, more humble to ourselves. And we must invoke it in ourselves so that we can see past the old preceptions that we have of ourselves that are lingering on as old beliefs so that we can peel back our onion of ourselves and create new beliefs that are positive and generate um, wonderful energy for the universe to create for ourselves. The universe is waiting for you to call it forth to manifest something great. You have all those plethoras of great ideas of who you are and where you're supposed to be in this wonderful thing called life. So tune in next time. We're going to be talking about the fourth sub-law called the law of growth. I hope this has helped a little and I wish you peace and blessings.